Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Is this place wanted? Is it? Well, we'll find out. Oh my God, maybe this is a good opportunity um, to tell what happened to me a few weeks ago, remember? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, By the way, should we say again, thank you for everyone who... <laughs> yeah, guys, before we jump into the absolutely terrifying story that Lauren has, um, thank you guys so much for making us in the top 10% of Spotify podcasts with our first season. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we are so shooketh, and like we've got all our we had all our data to say that like we're you know very highly followed after people listen. So people like us talking shit, Lauren. Thank God, by the way, because that's all I've got going for me. I'm glad someone does. (laughs) Fuck it. Um. Yes. Thank you to everyone that listened, and we look forward to obtaining hopefully more people more listeners in the coming season absolutely thank you guys so much and we really enjoyed it i'm so happy to be back and we've also got a patreon now so if you guys like the tangents at the beginning of the episodes in season one where we talk about politics rodal housewives bravo etc go and become a patron btw you should start watching below deck have you not watched it i have watched some of it yeah well, we should watch Below Deck Adventure together and talk about that because I've started watching that as well. And I think it's a, it's quite a good series. Cool. Not quite the Kate Chastain Below Deck, you know, diva-esque, fabulous, but it's okay. Fabulous. I've watched, I mean, I've started Sister Wives, so that's my new start. Oh my God. We, sh- we Yeah, let's talk about Sister Wives. We, but like, I am on season four for Sister Wives now and I there's fucking 14 seasons. Can you believe that? Yeah, but like I did see that because when I searched for it, I was like, "How is there this many sister wives?" How? Yeah, how? <laughs> I thought it was like a new family, but it's the same family, and it's about their steady decline into like massive Ooh, divorce. Interesting. So, like 20, 20 odd kids. 
fuck that honestly fuck that shit fuck that shit um i was looking up quotes as you know lauren for like a funny project i've been doing and there's a quote by kathy burke and it's something like if i have a kid i need to spend money on it fuck that (laughs) (laughs) she's like fuck that i want to spend money on myself and i was like what a vibe what a vibe get it kids are costly by the way they really are yeah, i mean i think i was like i think i was probably a costly kid <laughs> were you i had piano lessons yeah you would have been you know i can believe that actually yeah no. um but yeah um thank you and please do subscribe to our patreon um we will be developing much more like what do you call it what's the word comprehensive episodes of of different types of subject matter that we enjoy mm-hmm. on that Maybe even other spooky things, maybe even murdery things, murdery things. Absolutely, um, it's a, it's all it's all kind of new to us. We're just kind of working out what we want to do as our side hustle. But I mean, there's definitely going to be episodes of our rants and our rambles and our tangents. And um, I'm just going to let you guys know that it's Patreon.com/slash Is This Place Haunted. Thank you. Thanks in advance. Oh, um, I'm ready for Lauren's scary story. Well, it's. I hope I don't build it up too much, but basically, it right? It was scary. It was quite scary. So, as most of our listeners might know, I live above a funeral parlor currently because um, I'm in the process of trying to sell the house. Um, so, but I'm still here. I'm by myself. Massive four bedroom house, two cats, um, and me. Um, so I spend a lot of nights here myself, and about a week ago or so, I don't know what it was, right? Because there was a bit of a vibe at the house. And I told you before, sometimes there is a bit of a vibe at the house, right? And I don't really pay attention to it because there's always like Bravo or something funny on like New York's on or something. Um, And I had had dinner upstairs and I was playing FIFA on the PlayStation because I'm that type of lassie. Um, And I went to take, and now the whole house was dark because I'm trying to save money on Lecky. So I was, um, I didn't sit, turn any lights down and I went downstairs. And as I was walking downstairs, the light on, and the landing was on but at the bottom of the stairs it was pitch black so you can only kind of see a little bit of like the floor downstairs as I was coming down the stairs there was literally a and I don't know if any of our followers know about these types of things but a shadow person was looking at me from I looked up I saw a face of like a like a it was like a black shadow and as soon as I looked up it darted around the corner down the hallway that is the scariest visual honestly and do you know if you ever watch these clips on youtube and you see like the dark figures or the or the, the whatever and that it looked exactly like that that's how i knew right away and it wasn't I, at first i was like shit and i was like there's no way that was a trick of the light because i know the difference right and i got down the hole and you know when you pretend like i'm gonna pretend like i'm not scared so i was just like went into the kitchen and stuff and I didn't think any more of it. And um, I didn't even turn any, I turned on the light in the kitchen and I just kind of pretended like I hadn't seen it. And I literally was like washing dishes and I was like, duh, 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 duh. Um, didn't think any more of it. And then I went back upstairs again and then I was on the bed watching TV. And then I thought, fuck, I'll not think about it. And then literally the, the two cats were in the room and I heard something, I heard what I thought would have normally have been the cats running about downstairs but the cats were in the room with me. Did I tell you that bit? Are you... 
are you not sorry my my computer had a weird moment there when I, I said to you I was like nope and it asked Siri instead oh <clears throat> for a second there I thought your electricals were getting affected or whatever oh, I, by this. I, they were because it was all they were all coming up anyway um the fact that you heard what you thought was cats no so yeah, so I don't know what the fuck that was, but I'll tell you something, right? If if my eyes didn't deceive me and it was what I, th- I think it was, that's the first time that's ever happened in the house. And I and having said that, nothing's happened since. Everything's yeah. fine. Whoever it was, have fucked off. Touch wood. But I was like, um, touch touch wood, indeed. Touch all the woods. Um, <laughs> touch all the woods. But um, yeah, that was pretty strange. Oh, and but the thing is, we spoke about this. Um, you didn't feel like a dark presence, did you? Or didn't well, you? That day, I was actually feeling pretty down most of the day. And I remember saying to my, my work bestie, I was like, oh, I feel really shit today. I don't really know why. Like, I just, like, wasn't loving life and stuff. After, and I mean, really, like, depressed. Like, because I was, like, thinking about everything that's happened this year. I was really, really, really sad about everything. And I don't get too sad often. But that day, it was, like, really intense. Like, the remorse and everything. Um, And after that spirit thing left or saw me, it all lifted. It was really weird. It was, and then I went back to normal. Maybe it was like, it's hard. It's like, what's the check and what's the egg? Maybe it was like coming closer to you because you were down, or maybe that's why you were feeling down is because it was shadow. Like, what is first and what is, what's the cause and what's the effect? But it definitely seems like it's, it's lifted something when it left. Well, it, do you know what it was? It felt almost like it was being like, cheer yourself up, babes. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like it was being like, "Go and get a grip yourself. Come on now, fuck's sake." That's what it felt like. Jen Shaw coming around the corner, like, "Cheer up!" <laughs> yeah, we were like bullhorn or whatever, like, "Cheer up, bitch!" Right. <laughs> oh my god, the latest episode! I can't believe their tits were out like the whole episode. <laughs> I would honestly pay to see that. I want to see how good their boob jobs are. Like, oh, they'll be good. They'll be amazing. I, I'm going to go on a limb. I think Whitney's will be the best. Everyone keeps talking about Whitney. But Lisa Barlow has a crack and crack and cleavage. Like I'm so jealous. Lisa Barlow is stunning. She is gorgeous. She's a baby gorgeous. She's baby gorgeous, and she's fucking forty eight years old. I can't believe that. She's always so tanned. She's gorgeous. I wish I had heard like what's the word? Commitment to being tanned. (laughs) Me too. They do live in though, but like um, I have to say the morally corrupt. Jen Shah also I find really attractive I think she's actually corrupt Jen Shah I don't at all I really don't like her I know you're like repulsed by her I'm like I'm repulsed by her behavior and she's a walking personality disorder cannot stand her and like I was what I was written I was she was starting to grow on me like a barnacle or herpes she started to grow and I'm like we were rooting for you and you're just a massive dick I know it's a shame. I know you've got a wee soft spot for the chat. I know you do. And only because I find her physically attractive. I like really yeah. like sexy bitches. Anyway, um, what about your little story that happened the other day there as well? You sure informed yes. me. That was weird. That was creepy. So I um, was babysitting my niece and oh, it was so lovely. It's really knackering looking after a little one. And it's also very messy. So as soon as she was picked up, I was like, I'm going for a hot shower. So she'd been watching Peppa in the background turned off Peppa went to go and have a shower and do you know when you're like fanning about before you go in the shower like I was looking for staff and like just kind of enjoying the piece to be honest mm-hmm. 
and went to go in the shower and I thought my mum and dad were home because I heard talking when I was in the shower mm. so I, ju- I thought mum and dad had just came home and then when I came out I heard the talking and I was like what is that and I went into the living room and then the telly had turned itself on that's weird obviously the first thing I did was voice not you being like I've got this <laughs> and I was like oh my god I was like that meme of that girl that's like with the cross the crucifix I was like what is this but yeah that was quite creepy but there like I've said in previous episodes there's something there's something a little bit spooky in this house for sure mm-hmm. I, and it's I sometimes do feel it but on a completely other note of terrified feeling you and I spoke about yesterday because I hadn't heard about it everything that's been going on in Idaho like you know oh, yeah. Idaho so I was like reading about that and there was like an article I don't know if you've seen it with a photo of blood that had like leaked out what so like no, the, I look at it, so in the house that it happened blood has leaked out the bottom of the house fucking hell yeah it's oh it's so it's so grisly um and like you know you're just reading about it and like there's so many things in tiktok videos <gasps> off do you see it there's videos of the girls when they're like last seen like in the last hours before they die that is terrifying like i cannot imagine what that's like what they're going through what their families are going through that's so, so I went to bed terrified because I read that and I had a horrendous dream. So like one of my neighbours here, he often can't sleep. So like one of my neighbours, like he's like next door, like he lives in the street. He's a really nice guy. Sometimes he can't sleep um, and he just goes for walks at like one, two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Lol. Definitely not a woman. As if yeah. We do that. Anyway. Um, so he goes for walks and he was just walking about outside and it was just snowy but like it sounded like somebody was right outside my house like walking around it and then I had a dream that I could hear my mum and dad getting killed oh my god that was and so scary move, and I woke up and I was so scared I did fall back asleep in like two minutes I'm not gonna lie but yeah I was really scared <laughs> that's terrifying what's happening in Idaho at the moment yeah that's a weird one eh like really weird especially because um, I've not solved it Aye, because you think a, a crime like that would be fairly obvious. It'd be someone like another student or whatever, but... but there'd be some DNA, some evidence somewhere because they literally went to go and get food, walked or went home, and that's it. Also, all of them included. So it's two, two three girls and a boy that were two murdered. Girls and a boy, and there was two other roommates that lived downstairs, and they were both okay. See, that's the thing as well. How could a horrendous murder like that take place and them not know about it? Unless because the killer struck when they were asleep, they maybe didn't have time to yell. Like, I, I don't know. But they were murdered with a knife, right? So it's like, surely that that's not like a one blow and done situation. Do you know what I mean? No. Fuck Unless they, like, he went for like vocal cords. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know the circumstance. And also, I have been that person that they're like, how is she sleeping through this? obviously yeah. not about the same thing but maybe it's, it's so hard to know oh it's oh, awful awful what a shame for their families terrible but well, on a lighter note this is our christmas episode on a lighter note <laughs> on a lighter note i'm going to talk about all the demons of christmas <laughs> amazing let's get um let's get into it. so before we get into it what does christmas make you think of what is christmas for you lauren um christmas is little baby jesus coming out the mary's womb and uh somebody said in a pub in a desert why is this like giving nativity vibes 
<laughs> no. Mary and Joseph. Do you know what? That's a fabulous question to ask because I fucking love the Victorian style Christmas. So I like all the candles and the sort of like, you know, the traditional kind of Christmas stuff and all that. The more, pa- the more pagan. The pagan shit, the kind of yeah. like round the fireplace, telling stories, all that kind of stuff. What's it to you, bitch? I wouldn't say it's that as much as I'm an absolute spooky bitch deep down. Christmas for me is noisy family, riots going on, laughter, amazing food. My mum makes garlic mashed potatoes. <laughs> so good. That is Christmas for me. <laughs> garlic and mashed potatoes. I guess when it comes to family stuff, I would think of it like that, similar as well, like having a laugh. Yeah, All having the- a laugh, like just kind of like enjoying good food, enjoying each other's company. My dad does a quiz every year, a festive quiz. Um, but it's like covering a niece and nephew, it's seeing them, you know, get really excited. Like my niece is so excited about Santa and like learning about it, like all little things like that are like, I love it when everyone's got like rosy cheeks and rosy nose and like you just sit by the fire and are you wrap presents and watch a Christmas movie. That's what Christmas means to me. Do you know Um, what my... That's not what I'm going to be fucking talking about in this episode, guys. (laughs) Good. Do you know what I used to love doing on Christmas? Christmas Eve was always my favourite. I prefer Christmas Eve to... Yeah, the anticipation. Because you know what? I'm not religious, right? But my mum and my auntie, used to, we used to go to church on Christmas Eve to do a carol service for many, many years. Yep. And then we'd come home and then I'd watch like a carry-on film and I'd get to drink alcohol, which is great. It was fabulous. Fabulous. My, one of my favourite things is um, Advoca or like a snowball, which I've also learned you've not had. Yeah, I've never had one of those either. What? <laughs> so good. Come over and bring it to me. Like, chill, <laughs> bring it i'll do it <laughs> like it's not that hard well i love sherry sherry's my christmas drink i'm like an old woman i've never had sherry i don't think well there you go i don't know if i'm missing out though <laughs> i love sherry for some reason and i think it's because it's one of the few drinks that i would get as a wee nip when i was like in my yeah. late before i could yeah. full-on drink <laughs> so i think that's why yeah. i'm like oh sherry woohoo that was, that, that was like a snowball for me mom would let me yeah. have a snowball um but like, as you know, even though I am an adult, I don't love the taste of most alcohol. It's so weird. I love drinking. <laughs> I fucking love it. I You're love like, everything. Can't really. Well, I don't. The thing is, I don't like spirits as much. I certainly, I'm not someone that'd be like a gin and tonic. Like, I'll have it on occasion when I'm in yeah. the mood. But I love wines. I love wines. I like Malibu. And I like Quantico. Oh teenager i haven't drank malibu since i was literally about 17 that is my triple malibu and pineapple because it just tastes like juice oh you're such a big baby child no i am rosy yeah, really sweet it's really sweet rosy i'll drink but otherwise oh god no i'm like proper like bring me the driest wine no. you can buy i've got like, chest here from drinking i'm not even sweet. no i love it it's not for me but i like putting wine and cooked stuff that's where I draw the line. Yeah, so that's our Christmas. So, um, what I'm going to be speaking about and the Christmases I'm going to be speaking about are nothing like what we celebrate Christmas like today. Um, it's actually quite wild when you look at what Christmas used to be like. So, I thought for this episode, 
I would just do a little bit about all the kind of old spooky traditions or legends or folklore of Christmas and how amazing to be. So there's no way I could do this episode and not mention Krampus. I actually don't know the story of Krampus, you know. Okay, we'll get sit down, get your sherry. You're about to find it. I'm Should actually basically, there's literally a bottle of Baileys though over there because I had a wee oh, Baileys. Love a Baileys. That's a tipple I do like, a wee Baileys. Yeah, I'm not drinking tonight though. I decided I wasn't going to drink until Friday. Good idea, gal. Okay, so us in our kind of Western culture, we associate Christmas with things like Saint Nick, Santa Claus, but we don't really hear about Krampus. But Krampus is one of Santa's darker characters, let's say. So he is basically a demonic version of Santa. He has huge horns and his main job is to drag children who are on the naughty list to hell. That's crap. Now, it's, I believe, Swedish in origin. It's definitely Nordic or, you know, Scandinavian. Uh, But Santa himself sends Krampus around the world to find the naughty children. Krampus watches children from the moment they're born. This is what they're told. So if you've done something minor, like being cheeky to your mum or ate the last biscuit, Krampus might only beat you with sticks. You'd get the lighter punishment. But if you've done something really bad, he puts you in his sack Nobody puts you in the sack and he drags you down to hell with him. <coughs> How bad a child do you need to be? <laughs> Terrifying <laughs> is this. Like, genuinely, if you're brought up to be like, he's watching you from the minute you breathe, okay? Anything bad you do, he's putting you in his sack. That's crazy. I'm laughing, but that would terrify me. And um, so there's images of Krampus um, taking flocks of children away in his sack that have been bad. So you better fucking behave or Krampus is going to get you. Side note, started to watch the Krampus film. Did we both start watching it together? We didn't, didn't we? We did. But then I was, was like, this, I was like, this isn't scary enough, even though it's got Tony Collette in it. <laughs> so I was like. I know, but it was shy. It was shy, wasn't it? It was a bit shy, wasn't it? So that's a very brief Krampus overview. Um, that's terrifying, and I'm really glad that it wasn't a thing in Scotland. And Krampus is like what, like a hairy goat-like demon? Yeah, he like, kind of almost looks like almost a little bit Grinchy from what I've seen with horns, but not green, <laughs> not Jim Carrey either. So <laughs> it kind of removes the fun. And anyway. Another Scandinavian legend is that of Yule Lads. Have you heard of that? I have actually, but only because I I hadn't heard of it. Yeah. Um, So in the days that lead up to Christmas, the Yule Lads apparently appear and their only purpose is to make children's lives harder. So they are 13 creatures who are descendants of monsters. Each monster has its own special method of basically making people's lives difficult so they start coming to visit the first year lad will come on the 12th of december and they visit every night until christmas so the first one that visits it is said to milk suck milk from sheep and he also has wooden feet he's 
called said, said that he's peg legged and um he will basically steal milk or he could steal farm animals and there's definitely a theme in all of them that they kind of steal some form of food or you know something like that i'm not going to go through all individual ones but i'll just give some examples of what they do the fourth of the yule lads comes the night of the 15th of december um, he is known for being super tall, thin, think kind of slender man in appearance, and he steals long wooden spoons to lick them. It's given salad fingers vibes. What salad fingers? Do you know what salad fingers is? No. What? That was like an internet sensation. Salad fingers with the rusty spoons. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, you Google that and I'll keep telling you stuff. So. Okay. Um, so he licks wooden spoons. The seventh of the Yule Lads comes on the 18th of December. He's very loud. He's known for being very loud. He slams doors, especially in nighttime. The eighth of the Yule Lads comes the night before the 19th, um, and it's called Skr Gobbler. And he is obsessed with the Icelandic yogurt Skr. I do what? love a bit of Skr. A bit of what? Skr, the yogurt. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah, apparently from Googling it. Hmm. Um, the 12th of the Yule Lads comes on the 23rd and he has a hook and he uses it to hook onto the meat and steal it. And as kind of creepy as these guys comes across, what is even more disgusting is the fact that they have a group pet. So these groups of lads are followed around by an evil cat whose diet consists of children. Oh my God. With no Westers here. And um, he doesn't really care about naughty versus nice children. It just eats whatever kids that kind of cross his path. So that's nice. <laughs> Love that. Just get them a dreamies. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Next is mistletoe. So the history of mistletoe is over 2,000 years old in terms of Christmas it actually goes back to 1 AD so just a mere kind of hundred ish or so years after baby Jesus himself was born and mistletoe can grow in extremely cold climates so the Druids kind of came to see it as a symbol of life itself and virility and vivacity and they really hoped that administering it to humans or animals would reduce kind of loss of life loss of um, crops, loss of everything that you kind of associate happening in cold weather. Um, but the custom, as we know it now, obviously is the kiss thing, um, and it goes back to Balder, who is the son of Odin. And I name Odin, I love it. You're already like yes, but so Balder's mum and also the goddess of love, Frigg. Um, went on a mission to speak to all animals and plants and secured an oath from them that he wouldn't do them any harm. Um, but she did a silly and basically didn't speak to the mistletoe, even though she promised she would in this mission to speak to all animals and plants. And so Loki, who is the god of mischief, made a mistletoe shadow. I love all Nordic names for gods, by the way. I would call all my kids that if I had children right now. I would. Loki. He made a mistletoe arrow to kill Balder, and so it's kind of gone beyond mischief. That's homicide, Loki. But okay. Um, mm. 
a happier version though of this is that the gods rescue Baldur before this happens and in her relief Frigg declares mistletoe as a symbol of love and vows to plant a kiss on anybody who passes beneath the mistletoe hence the tradition that we know today um so this kind of was born in the middle ages uh, and it was a staple in christian traditions by the 18th century this mistletoe thing um but it's fought the kissing traditions caught on among servants in England and then it spread through the middle classes. A custom was for a man um, to steal a kiss from any woman he wanted if they were caught underneath the mistletoe. Refusing it was bad luck. Um, so this sounds like this sounds like assault. <laughs> this sounds like assault to me. 100%. <laughs> this is not cute. Uh, mistletoe is a parasitic plant. It latches onto a tree, steals its water, steals its nutrient, basically uses the tree as a host. And uh but anyway, apparently it's bad luck to refuse a kiss under the mistletoe. Um, I've actually, I've ne- sorry side note, I've never been kissed under the mistletoe, by the way. Me neither, but I don't think mistletoe is a thing here that much. I've never been somewhere where it's been. I remember in school, kids used to come in with it all the time, try to pure get kisses off everybody. Maybe I did get a kiss for it under a mistletoe, but I was like massively gay in like a heavily Catholic school, so there was like a there was like a no. Ah well, mistletoe is actually, as a total side note, used in medicine. So it's actually used. You can get mistletoe infusions for cancer. And there's a big study where I went to uni, um, where the there was a case of somebody who had throat cancer and he had surgery had radiotherapy he had chemotherapy and still had stage four cancer it still spread to his lymph nodes and they were like let's try mistletoe oh my god let's give it a go uh because it's like an injection that people say can inhibit cancer stuff anyway without going into it and he doesn't have any cancer anymore and they're like did it work with the chemo did it work with the radiotherapy did they all kind of synergistically work together um but one of the people who i follow who i really love chris alenga who has instagram of how to glyph territory i think i told you about her she mm-hmm. founded copperfield because she's been living with stage four breast cancer for 13 years and she actually goes up to aberdeen once a month to get mistletoe infusion oh my god you know so, you think they would use it more widely then you know and but uh, again that one case study isn't doesn't equal it for everyone. Yeah, know? yeah, I get you. And he still had radio surgery, chemotherapy. Like it wasn't just a mis- It's all a bit strange. So don't really know why. But anyway, I can put it in the show notes if people want to read that. Um, another dark Christmas tradition is Victorian Christmas cards. They were fucking weird. Really? So they loved dark, outlandish, more pagan designs. Um, so things like frog stabbings uh, and looting other frogs saint nicholas peeping through windows stuffing children into his giant sack <laughs> i'm not laughing because that's really <laughs> giant insects dead robins the victorians wanted their cards to serve as shocking rather than heart like heartfelt and they wanted them to kind of spark dark conversations, which, you know, I love that. I just don't want, like, a frog on my Christmas card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were kind of influenced by folklore customs of the time as well. So English myths said that robins and wrens were sacred species. And um, 
another person said images of dead birds might have been used to elicit sympathy um, and they might reference the stories of poor children who froze to death at Christmas. The legend of Santa Claus in the Victoria era was very dark, so an English legend had him paired up with the devil. Kind of Krampus vibes in a good guy, bad guy kind of duo to figure out which children were naughty, which had been nice and which we weren't, you know, unsure of. Mm-hmm. And um, the devil, similar to Krampus again, kidnapped and beat disobedient children while Santa walked around and spied on the other children. My God. Do you ever think, like, sometimes, like, I would love to go back and, like, see what it was genuinely like in the Victoria era, Victorian era. And it's something yeah. no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, from the comfort of a modern car, like, driving yeah. around. <laughs> as long as it was, like, Qatar Airways that dream-travelled me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as I was in a car and I had, like, the heat on or whatever. Just, like, driving around, like, it's a safari. As long as it's got heat, see, or that. <laughs> I know what you mean, uh, though. A window into the past. Yeah, I'd love to see it, but like, <laughs> like fuck, that's dark. Next, I'm going to speak about pagan traditions of Christmas. So, oh yay, because it's winter solstice on Wednesday, guys. Exactly. So, around the time of the winter solstice, pagans celebrate the festival of Yule. During this time, they believe that colder, darker days mean that spirits of the dead and the living were much more likely to cross paths because basically the winter solstice and Christmas is seen as a time where there's the least light in the year that there normally would be. More darkness equals more spirits. Hmm. And I noticed this and I was reading about it is that the classic the most wonderful time of the year Christmas song where it said there will be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long long ago. I feel like we all sing that, but we don't actually realise there's meaning behind it. I, mm. Me included. And um, we, I don't think we realise how many of the things we celebrate are pagan as part of Christmas. Like Mistletoe was pagan. Holly is pagan. Wreaths are pagan. Yule logs are pagan symbols. Like, it's wild. We're all pagans. We're all pagans. I'm We're, telling we you. all are. Um, <clears throat> so... This history kind of explains why ghost stories are so relevant to the holiday these days. Even though connection to us might still seem odd during one of what the quote-unquote holiest days of the year, we still do scare children with stories of like Ebenezer Scrooge. That is still told today. Um, and he was a kind of greedy, money-hungry person um, and had faced ghosts to basically shove the fear of God up his arse. <laughs> Um, so without going into too much detail because I don't want to bore people because it's Christmas time um, Oliver Cromwell and the Puritans created an ordinance in 1644 following the English Civil War and they abolished the feast day of Christmas and Easter so during this time uh, shops were completely remain open soldiers would parole the streets and if they saw anybody preparing a Christmas feast they would be seized um, from 1659 to 1681 in Massachusetts, what would obviously be Massachusetts in the United States, uh, Christmas celebrations were banned. And if you were found to be celebrating Christmas, you would be fined five shillings. Um, at the time, that was about three days wages for a good job. I've just, I tried to translate into today's money. It's quite hard, but you're looking at around, I think, £200 today's money. For fuck's sake. 
it's a lot but also i'm like i would probably just pay that and celebrate christmas <laughs> myself anyway you know the mm-hmm. winter solstice uh, is caused by the angle of the earth's axis reaching his ma- maximum tilt away from the sun so basically we get the least sunlight at this point um and this that means from Wednesday onward the only way is up right exactly for you and me now um so this event causes seasons on earth this is what gives us winter this gives us summer um and the solstices fall in the points where the axis points directly towards or away from the sun obviously we're the complete opposite of the southern hemisphere as we've referenced from the times i was in new zealand when we recorded but i was wetting my tits off and you mm. were freezing um, during the winter solstice, it was tradition to set around fires that were built off and they tried to ward off any darkness with a yule log and celebrate the rebirth of the sun. Now, we haven't really changed much since then. Um, and the reaction back then to being scared, you know, having an increased heart rate, adrenaline pumping through your veins, it's still the same. And they kind of loved that back then as part of Christmas. So there was an almost bonding sensation when you would sit around the campfire and tell ghost stories from from times before i would love to do that now well it sometimes at the bbc right again great organization <laughs> um, like i love them so much i love them so much um the um basically like the a few years ago because i'd asked my mom i was like because there was a league member league of gentlemen the comedy series which is so funny and they actually brought out a christmas special and it was all like ghost stories and stuff and i was like to my mom and dad at the time i was like i was like why are they doing like a spooky christmas for it and they're like literally like my mom and dad are like like, traditionally that's what you do you tell christmas stories on on winter solstice and stuff and like it's all a whole christmassy theme and honestly this year there'll be loads on probably i love a spooky tale at christmas i'll tell you yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like i said it was kind of tradition at this point to kind of gather around the campfire and tell scary stories um especially from the late 1800s into the early 1900s um the freezing temperatures and long nights were kind of considered a part of being scared as well like that kind of weather does make you more scared did this week man minus then 10 it, well, that would be i would be a ghost i would freeze to blood today <laughs> i nearly bloody did so you're cosy around the campfire and you're exchanging ghost stories and freezing Victorian times. Um, we would die. <laughs> so but ghosts have been seen on Christmas way before Victorian times. One of the most famous instances was in Christmas of 1642 in England. And shepherds then saw ghostly Civil War soldiers in the skies battling. Like saw them fighting in the sky. Oh my God. Um, and the tradition is kind of still there about telling ghost stories. I wouldn't say so much nowadays, but one of the most famous ghost stories is, of course, Charles Dickens, 1843, A Christmas Carol, where our, I was going to say our honey is not our honey, Ebenezer Scrooge, basically geared <laughs> into to not being a massive wang. And we still know this story so well today. It's still passed around today. It's actually, as we were talking about before, the A Christmas Carol, the Disney one. It's actually quite scary. <laughs> um, Edgar Allan Poe, king of Gothic literature, has written a poem called The Raven, which is set in December. Uh, so it's not it's not just, you know, the pagans, everyone who loves ghosts. Everyone loves ghosts at Christmas time. 
And up until the 20th century, magazines regularly ran ghost stories in their Christmas issues because it was just such a thing then. I think we should bring it back. We should. That should be our link. Well, here's, here's my proposition, by the way. Winter solstice on Wednesday. Why don't you come over and we'll do... I've got, I've literally got a Yule log downstairs because, as you know, I do pagan practices. I have got a Yule log in the fire that's been drying out for two years. We could light a fire and tell some ghost stories. And have an advocate. Yes. I'll bring it. I'll bring a snowball. Bring it. I'll have some sherry ready. Maybe you can have some... Maybe maybe you can have a drink with me instead of being stuck up about it all the time. Um, uh, babes, if you got me something that tasted like Diet Coke that was alcoholic, I would drink it in a heartbeat. Okay. Well. <laughs> if you got me stuff that I can't taste alcohol in, I love it. I love an, a snowball, though. That is alcoholic, babes. Right? Is that not like eggs? Yeah, but it doesn't taste like it. It's not like you're drinking like a, a, a Scottish breakfast. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Have you never had those cocktails that have like egg whites in them? Um, yes, I have. It's kind of like that, that kind of vibe. Oh, okay. Oh, I love it though. Love Why that. do you love it though? I, is it, so does, it ta- does it taste eggy? No, it doesn't taste eggy at all. It kind of tastes similar. Do you like cream soda or like? Ice cream kind of floats. Uh, yeah. That, that's how it can taste. Oh, all right. Well, we'll whap it out on Wednesday then. I'll whap it out on Wednesday. I'm serious about Wednesday, by the way. No, Honestly, no, I'm 100% serious, yeah. Because we actually do come down because we have to do manifesting. We have to do manifesting. Um, well, that is the end of my, my ghostly traditions. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm definitely ready to be a pagan bitch with you on Wednesday. Thanks, Olivia. That was fantastic. I love. I love it. I actually am going to watch loads of like. Thing is, right? I get quite scared here a little bit when I watch mm. too much things, unless it's like Gail Porter, like I would get scared. or whatever. It's like, oh no, I don't want to do it. I'm not going in here. I'm sorry. I'm not going in here. By the way, <laughs> I'll never stop laughing at that. But she's worth an event fielding. She like, knows she like, is worth an event fielding. That was so. F- I mind. I said watching that Spook Scotland or whatever. Like I was like, where is Gail for half this episode? Oh, she's outside <laughs> in the car. She's so too scared to come in. God love her. God love her. Um, but yeah, no, I loved it. I find it really interesting. There was other things I didn't know, and like I didn't know anything about the Yule lads. I hadn't heard of that, and like I knew about Krampus. Um, mm-hmm. but everything else I didn't really know about that much. I, I think I love like I like I I love these sort of pagan traditions that have like clearly like Christianity is ripped off or whatever like it's shock. just it's a uh, there's a shock it's a uh, it's it's a great time of year do you know what I might do after, oh no I don't because every time I light a candle I feel like I want to have a Bailey's and I'm trying to not drink <laughs> it's like a reflex you're like flame Bailey's like yeah flame get the Bailey's because <laughs> like, honestly and I remember. I remember when I was in the office, like, years ago, another job I had, and I remember my colleague turned to me and he went, I'll tell you what, I fucking love Christmas. You just drink every day. It's like, so true. I like, was like, I know. It's that time of year where, like, it's totally acceptable to have, like, five plates of food. I know, I love it. It's really, really good. I'm honestly, like, living for my mum's garlic mash, I can tell you. It's so good. That sounds tasty. I'm excited because I actually, I did Christmas last year. And it was, it was a shit Christmas because of reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a nice day, but like 
all that effort for fuck all. Anyway, um, so I cooked and stuff, but this year I'm going to my mother's house for Christmas Day, which we haven't done in a, quite a few years now, actually, because mum's managed to avoid it in her cheap skatey ways. So no, we're no, 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 this year. Not only that, my nephew's coming, so it'll be his first Christmas oh. with us, which is exciting for us. And also, mum has given me permission to bring the cats. So I'm oh, taking lovely. Oh, but um, just on a side note, I went, I did, mum put me in charge of snacks for Christmas and I went fucking full pelt. I've got Sainsbury's, I've got the best, I've got a delivery on Friday and I've got like volavons stuffed with crap and all this fancy stuff and like, you know, do you know when you get like very, very expensive special snacks? 100%. Stuff that people are going to go, that's lovely. I know. Oh, that tastes nice. nice. Gourmet. Do you know what you're reminding me of? Have you seen the episode of Friends where Phoebe's in charge of ice? And she takes it so far and she gets like ice cones, ice balls, frozen ice, crushed ice, magic ice. I have, I've seen every single episode of Friends, but I don't know what it is. I think we spoke about this before. You said you worked at Gap and it used to be on repeat and it's kind of association yeah, for you we used to watch it in the office on our lunch breaks and i mean i think when you start to associate something with a particular like especially a um, retail job a retail job it really puts you off for life it like, really does I, I was actually i was um somebody on tiktok i put a thing up about working in retail the other day there and i was actually like oh my god you couldn't pay me and could me you can't pay me a million quid a year to work in a shop again i'm not even no. joking i, I worked no. in every shop and i worked in i worked in most high street retailers i'm not joking i've worked in about five of them like the major retailers like not supermarkets but like retail like clothes and stuff and um this was the worst time of year because oh it was horrendous oh mental you get people i had i once had a woman um and i do apologize and if she's a fan of the show i'm sorry i did this right so she went and bought a whole i mean she was bought over 150 bucks worth of stuff for christmas for family and stuff and the shop was mental busy that day i won't say what shop it was and um will you tell me after yeah but yeah. yeah well um and basically well it's not a massive scandal but she basically complained that I wasn't folding the clothes well enough in the bag and I said to her I'm folding it to the best of my ability and she looked at me like I'd spat in her mother's face and then the following she obviously had such a vendetta about the fact that I'd said this to her she brought all the clothes back the next week and refunded it all and then complained about me to the manager. Were you like, do you think that this money comes out of my wage, babe? Like, I yeah. And the whole time she was giving me this like angry look, and I, like I was like properly like, look. I was honest with you. I, we had a queue out the door, and I was literally like trying Guys, to go just back. Don't be a dick at Christmas, especially to people working retail. I promise you. I promise you. You don't need to make their day worse. And I was not paid well in that job, by the way. We we're no. talking bad money, like yes. So- um, and we used to work from like Christ knows to whatever. And you know that way some people wouldn't leave the shop when it was we were trying to close. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. Like we'll never ever ever be that person. I would never be that person. Never. I worked um at a high. I worked at Boots. I'm allowed to say it because I'm not going to really say anything bad. Um, Boots were actually quite a good employer. But like the amount of people who'd be like it would be like five past six and we shut at six and they'd be like trying to like knock on the door and get us to open it and I'm like we're, we're locked like we're locked out of the tills at this time like we're not physically allowed to re- 
honestly, nah, no, I can't. I hate it. Do you know what I, I also hate retail. Sell, we would set up on Christmas Eve, and a few, and most of the retailers I worked in, we would be there till probably at six, seven o'clock at night, setting up sale for Boxing Day. And there'd be people mm-hmm. knocking on the door after we'd like turn the lights off and try to put the shutters down and stuff like that, try to get in to see the sale stuff. I'm can like, go away. Doing that? Can you ever imagine doing that? No, because I'm not a scumbag. <laughs> Literally, it's so it's so cringe. It was awful just to get your fucking fifty percent off or whatever. But I honestly, you could, like, I am I am telling you now, if someone offered me a million pounds tomorrow and said if you work in a shop, I'd be like, no, 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 me neither. I don't think absolutely it. never ever again. So my heart goes out to the retailers. I know there's less and less of them these days, but heart goes out to them. It's a hard job. A hundred percent. I'm sending so much love. To anybody working Christmas, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Um, but we hope you have a nice Christmas anyway. And yeah, we're sending you so much festive wishes, so much festive love. Have the Baileys, eat the garlic mash, and live your best life because life is just too damn short. I know. And can we also just say a final sign off to the NHS workers over Christmas as well who are putting in the hard slog, including oh, yourself. If you can get a doctor's job. <laughs> yeah, after my rant. <laughs> uh, I mean, but no, I've, I mean, I have been like in the NHS for well over a decade now. And uh, I'm with you guys. I, I feel you. It's, uh, it's a tough time of year, but you have got this. And remember, there's always local work. <laughs> Peace. You want more money and then less hours? Remember, you can do it. Go for it, uh, but thank you guys so much. Uh, send us so much love as always. Remember our Patreon is patreon.com slash is this place haunted. Our Instagram is is this place haunted podcast. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to tell the peeps? Um, we're just really looking forward to 2023, a prosperous 2023. So please tune in and we'll have lots of really good content coming. Can't wait guys. I'm going to let you know if anything happens in the winter solstice. If any spookies come along to see us. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.